Hey everyone, this is your friendly neighborhood world film geek, Albert Valentine. Welcome to the latest installment of Movies That Need More Love. Today we're talking about the 1986 martial arts action film, No Retreat, No Surrender. Directed by Corey Yoon, the film stars Kurt McKinney, Jean-Claude Van Damme, J.W. Fales, Peter Superfoot, Sugarfoot Cunningham, Kent Lipham, and Kathy Salento. This was inspired by The Karate Kid and Rocky IV, and this marked the big film debut of Jean-Claude Van Damme. This came out the year before Bloodsport in 1986. As mentioned last week, we talked about Rad, but also came out in 1986, so this was a banner year for B-movies and underrated films. Anyway, the film did pretty well, and it, it would end up re, uh, resulting in two sequels. So, I'll break the film down, give you a little tidbits here and there and tell you why No Retreat No Surrender is a movie that needs more love. The film begins in Los Angeles, California at the Sherman Oaks Karate School. Tom Stilwell is teaching a class and includes his, one of the students is his 17 year old son Jason Stilwell. Jason is obsessed with Bruce Lee and uh, likes to do Jeet Kune Do but uh, his father informs him that he's learning karate after he kind of embarrasses himself in front of the class. Well this syndicate comes to town and they're trying to take over all the karate schools of the nation and their next stop is Sherman Oaks Karate so the New York boss or no he's the agent for the New York syndicate they want him to sign over the school Tom refuses so Tom fights their champion um, Bernard Ajban but Tom is able to defeat them that is until they have a Soviet enforcer named Ivan Krasinski and he is played by Jean-Claude Van Damme well, Ivan decides to make mincemeat out of Tom and breaks his leg in the process. Well, Jason decides that they have to get revenge, but Tom said fighting is not the answer, so they opted to close the school down and move to Seattle, Washington to start over. Well, upon his arrival in Seattle, you know, Jason is at first not comfortable with the situation, but he eventually does when he meets his new buddy, R.J. Madison, played by J.W. Fails. Um... RJ is a breakdancer, Jason's neighbor, and um, the two soon bond and become best friends. Meanwhile, um, RJ has, uh, has a bit of a bully in the form of Scott, played by Kent Lipham. It's never really explained why they don't like him too much, but apparently in a deleted scene, a scene that was supposed to be shot and never happened, had to do with an incident that happened in school earlier this that year. So, anyway, when... Scott and his cronies decide to um, go after RJ. Jason comes to the rescue because Jason does know a little bit of martial arts. But they're stopped before anything can, hap can um, happen. Anyway, we're going to talk about the 1986 U.S. version here because there are two versions. But I'm going to break down the, the 86 U.S. version and I'll explain what's different in the international version. Anyway, um, they see on TV 
um, Ian Riley winning the National Karate Championship. So Jason decides to try his school. So he signs up and he meets um, Dean Ramsey, played by Dale Jacoby, who would be a staple in 1990s uh, martial arts B-movies uh, later down the road, including Ring of Fire 1 and 2, Blood Match. And it seems that the two are getting along at first. But then it turns out one of Ian's other students is Scott. So Scott makes up a cock and bull story that um, Jason said that L.A. karate is better than Seattle karate. So Dean gets ticked off. And he sends in his their top fighter, Frank, to uh, pretty much embarrass the hell out of Jason. And does so successfully. Well, upon return home, Jason notices a car. And he figures it's one of his mother's friends. He's not going to be able to handle it. Upon entering the house... Jason finds out that it's his old girlfriend Kelly who's come and she lives in Seattle so the two go on a date they go on a space needle and then you know things are going great with them they're they rekindled their romance everything's going great until a birthday party turns out that Kelly's brother is none other than Ian Riley and uh he shows up and Dean has this major crush on Kelly you know he wants Kelly for himself he finds out that Jason is dating her so he's not happy and then he embarrasses Jason at the at the party so upon returning home embarrassed Jason gets reamed out by his father for fighting and of course as I mentioned Jason is a huge fan of Bruce Lee and even goes to visit his graveyard um, in a scene before this paying his respects to Bruce Lee when uh, Tom rips one of the Bruce Lee posters Jason gets upset goes to RJ's house and you know tells him that his dad's throwing everything out of the garage he needs to find a place RJ finds tells him of an abandoned house so they move all of Jason's stuff there and so Jason stays behind and he falls asleep all of a sudden this light comes from the door and it is there he sees the ghost of Bruce Lee himself and he's played by Korean Kim Tae-jong who played Bruce Lee in game of death when bruce lee died they reshot footage um they shot new footage with a new story and aside from yoon byu uh kim taejong was the main double for bruce lee in these new scenes and he's actually a really good martial artist he was a taekwondo black belt sadly he passed away in 2011 at the age of 57 in korea so um more on that in a bit but um anyway Sensei Lee, as he calls him, or Lee Daigo, Lee Lee which is Big Brother Lee in Cantonese, decides to train Jason and uh, in Jeet Kune Do. And Jason takes up the training and he learns that he has to throw away the old and in with the new. You know, and Jason heavily begins training and, you know, he starts finding something within himself that he's never thought he would ever find again. Um, he gets the fighting spirit. Meanwhile, Tom gets a job as a bartender, and he gets berated by one of the customers there, drunk, and Tom kicks him out. A couple of days later, the drunk shows up with a couple of his buddies, and they harass Tom, and you know, they start beating him up and insulting him. Jason comes to the rescue and beats the crap out of all four of them with his newfound skills. Meanwhile, the New York Syndicate has returned, and they are now planning to take over Seattle. Um, so they challenged Ian Riley to a competition, to a full contact tournament, where Ian would get his best fighters, which include Dean and Frank, and take on th- the three top New York fighters. The day of the competition comes, and uh, the New York lineup has changed. 
they decided they only need one man to come in. And that man is Jean-Claude Van Damme's Ivan Krasinski. So, Dean fights him first, and he gets decimated pretty quickly. Um, and then Frank also gets decimated by Ivan. But Ian gives him a run for his money. And one awesome exchange, the two exchange kicks like like crazy, and it looks amazing. So then it lasts um, a full round, and all of a sudden the New York agent's ticked off. tells Ivan that he has to destroy him. So Ivan resorts to dirty tactics, including um, choking Ian with a ch- uh, ring chain. And things go too far. He even kicks the referee out of the ring, and he's just pummeling him. When Kelly tries to intervene, um, Ivan grabs her by the hair, and this prompts Jason to finally do what he has been wanting to do this whole time, just get revenge for his dad. And, and now he has to save Seattle. And, of course... It's not without it's not without its twist, but you know how this is going to end if you've seen these type of movies. So, here's some interesting trivia on the film. Okay, so the film was written by Keith Strandberg, and he originally the original title for the film was Ring of Truth. And as the film went on, he renamed it No Retreat, Surrender, and he would change pages of dialogue while making the film. Um, how this all happened was Corey Yoon had saw The Karate Kid and he wanted to make a film about it well at that time Rocky was Rocky IV had just come out and it was a big hit and it had the whole US versus Soviet thing so you know Keith Strandberg took that influence of The Karate Kid and Rocky IV and meshed it up into this movie and um, Kurt McKinney makes his film debut here um he had come from louisville kentucky to become an actor he has martial arts experience he's a taekwondo black belt and an amateur kickboxing champion so he had the experience he's one of the people to dish as well and he told oh so he we built from the complicated maneuver by um don't fight girl for hassan Meng, who actually hoy one of the reasons um he did play around a number of hong kong together uh right this in the 80s i think he was doing 90 uh this will spark the big debut of Van Damme, who is Ivan the Russian. Um, you know, he's you know, vanity breaking, and actually, you can see him in Missing in Action. And it was actually on Missing in Action where he got the name Jean Claude Van Damme. Um, it was believed that Chuck Norris had given him the name Van Damme, as his real name is Jean Claude Van Varenberg. And <laughs> Van Damme wanted to call himself Frank Cujo at first, but Chuck Norris said he liked the Jean Claude Van, but he figured. Instead of damage, shorten it to damn. So that, that's the rumor. I don't like. I'm not sure. I heard. I read in interviews with Michelle Kesey and some other people. So anyway, um, so one reason I like this film is this is for like Bruce Lee aficionados. You know, those who like Bruce Poitation. This is kind of like a, an epitome of Bruce Poitation because you have the ghost of Bruce Lee and Kim Tai Jong was a Bruce Poitation clone for a while. Um, not only did he play him in Game of Death, but there's a sequel called Tower of Death. In which he plays Bruce Lee's brother in the film Billy Lowe. So he's avenging Bruce Lee in this one. And Kim Tai Jong played it. And he's credited as Tong Lung, which is the character that Bruce Lee played in Way of the Dragon. So this was his Hollywood debut, kind of, because technically it's a Hong Kong film, but you know, it was supposed to appeal to the Ho- So we're gonna call this a Hollywood Hong Kong crossover. That's what we're gonna call No Regional Surrender at this point. Anyway. The date scene involving J- um, Jason and Kelly showing the Seattle Space Needle and all that, that's only included in the U.S. version. There is an international version that runs 10 minutes longer, 
it has more extended scenes including the aftermath of tom getting injured and he's sitting there in the hospital bed he's laying there and you hear some his voiceover saying you know it was krasinski you know he's hired by the mafia they're taking over all the karate schools you know and there's another scene where jason is getting berated by his dad and i think this was after the incident at the restaurant like he goes off on him and jason goes ballistic and you know starts hitting his goes to the garage and starts hitting his punching bag um the training sequences are extended in the international version the the score is completely changed um the u.s version paul gilraith did the music for the film for the international version it was frank harris there's even the theme song has changed too in the u.s version we have stand on your own by joe torono and in the international version it's hold on to the vision by kevin chalfant now the international version i believe came out before the u.s version um because it's credited as 1985 so it apparently came out in hong kong first or that area in 1985 we got the film on may 2nd 1986 when new world pictures acquired the film and they cut it down to 85 minutes compared to the international version which runs at 95 minutes so another bit of trivia one of the bar thugs that assaults tom during the scene where jason helps him helps his dad is actually played by Keith Strandberg himself. If you see the credits, you'll notice the name Keith Strange. That's actually it's actually Keith Strandberg. And the only reason I know about this is because it's on the Blu-ray that was re- that was released in 2016 by Kino Lorber. Keith Strandberg himself did commentary on the U.S. cut, and he confirmed that it was him as one of the bar thugs. Um, so speaking of which, um, as I just mentioned, Kino Lorber classics. Are, is a great outlet for underrated films, um, cult classics. I think them and Vin- Vinegar Syndrome are two of the best comp- distribution companies to have this type of genre. Well, in 2016, Kino Lorber released the Blu-ray, finally released the Blu-ray of Norichino Surrender in the U.S. when it was released like everywhere else in the world. Um, but this Blu-ray, I would recommend it to anyone because you get both cuts of the film. You get the 95-minute international cut and the, and the 85-minute U.S. cut, so you get to watch, you get to enjoy both of them. And some of the extras are, as I mentioned, there's an audio commentary by Keith Strandberg that's in the U.S. cut. Um, there's a trailer gallery, and then there's also an interview conducted in 2015 with none other than Kurt McKinney himself telling what had happened. Um, originally, Kurt McKinney and Jean-Claude Van Damme were scheduled to appear in No Retreat, No Surrender 2 in 1987. But some interesting thing, interesting thing happened. Van Damme found out the film's going to be shot in Thailand, and he was not too happy about it. He heard, he heard some stories. So he, conf- he told Kurt, I'm not going. And Kurt McKinney had just gotten married at the time, and he asked the producers, can I bring my wife to Thailand? And they said, no, it would not be a good idea. She's blonde hair, blue eyed that you might not want to do that it could be dangerous ultimately the two dropped out and there would be sequels um the sequel did happen um it was retitled raging thunder and it launched two new stars who become 90s b-movie staples and they are lauren avidan who plays scott wilde in this in the sequel and matthias hughes who makes his film debut as yuri the russian um, Avidin comes from a Taekwondo black background himself and Hapkido. He's a grandmaster in both arts. Um, he had small roles before this in um, his some of his teacher's films. Jun, um, he trained with Jun Chong, Sun Philip Philippe. Uh, 
when starting out in business, he had more rules, so you see him in films like Furious with the Brothers and like Street Fairs with Young Mung, you could clearly see him as Borges, a big run um, done to stretch. A sequel, Bond 1989, No, no Surrender 3, Blood Burst, this was a skin element where it ends in a film contract, and again, it's a different story than this one, him, Tower King Brothers, um, Vidence, Martyr, when their dad is murdered by a terrorist, the two, at first, separately find a way to get revenge, but ultimately realize the brothers have to come together, overcome their differences, and stop the terrorists. A lot of martial arts fights in this one. Um, for the second film, Keith Strandberg wrote the first draft of the screenplay, and then Roy Horan and Maria Elena Cellino wrote, finished it up. Uh, they wrote, so all three are credited, um, but Keith Strandberg did not, was not too thrilled with Roy Horan's um, stuff in it, so... I guess he distanced himself, but then he made a full return for the third film. He took over as the screenwriter and one of the producers. And you know, seasonal films. This is the company that released No Retreat, No Surrender. Um, they made it. Um, seasonal films would have a really good, really good um, record when it comes to crossing over Hollywood and Hong Kong. Um, aside from the No Retreat, No Surrender trilogy, you have King of the Kickboxers in 1990. Uh, Lauren Avedon's final film for that company, which um, co-starred Billy Blanks. Um, that's gonna we're gonna talk about that one in a future episode. Um, King of Kickboxers. Um, the next one was American Shaolin. That's another one we're gonna talk about down the road. And then in 1995, there was Super Fights, and then we're gonna do Blood Moon. I believe I think April is gonna be the seasonal films month. We're gonna talk about. Um, we'll be talking about those four films outside of the No Retreat, No Surrender circle. Um, for movies that need more love, because I believe these four, it's, it, they are American Shaolin, um, Super Fights, King of the Kickboxers, and Blood Moon. These are the four films that they're going to take over April for movies that need more love. Um, and I just said that on a whim, so <laughs> bear with me here. Anyway, um, the film would have, the um, Nurture No Surrender, the original film, had some real martial arts champions, um, such as Ron Ponell, he was uh, Chuck Norris's student. And um, after this film, Ron Pennell disappeared, except he resurfaced in 2006. I'm sorry, 2008, when he made a locally produced film called Drifter TKD, which I had the pleasure to see, and I even got correspondence from Mr. Pennell. He was a, he's an amazing guy to talk to. Um, it was a great film. It was a great like indie martial arts comedy film. Um, it co-starred Blake Foster of Power Rangers, the legendary Mel Novak of Game of Death, Ron Hall and the non-action role um i believe the that film is available on youtube through ron Pennell's channel if you could find it um definitely check it out um to see what he's, he had been up to since no no surrender um dale jacoby would you know as i mentioned would appear in later films like ring of fire one and two um blood match a few other martial arts films in the 90s peter sugar for cunningham he was a kickboxing champion and uh he appeared in blood match um Blood Fist 3, to name a few. So, you know, a lot of these guys would appear in the 90s films. And, of course, the big name would be Jean-Claude Van Damme. Kurt McKinney, after this film, would audition for the original American Ninja, but was deemed too young. But after Michael Dudikoff decided not to do the third film, McKinney was offered to replace him. The problem was all three films were going to be shot in South Africa, and he wasn't really into that. So... He dropped out, and then a man by the name of Bradley David Simpson showed up, and as you all know him today, he's known as David Bradley. And I'm not talking about Mr. Finch from Harry Potter. That They just have it's the same name. Um, they just happen to have the same 
name, but this David Bradley's real name is Brad Simpson, and he's a martial artist out of Texas who took on the American Ninja franchise with Dudikoff returning for the fourth one. Anyway, um, but yeah, Kurt McKinney was did audition for American Ninja, but he was deemed too young um, after No Retreat, No Surrender. So, but it, that's okay because Kurt McKinney would go on to become a soap opera actor in General Hospital. Uh, think Guiding Light. Um, so he he made on his own. He did return to the martial arts genre in 2006 with Sworn to Justice, where he teamed up with Cynthia Rothrock, who ironically was in No Retreat, No Surrender to Raging Thunder. So, um, but I believe he's not acting as much these days. But I do know he lives up in upstate New York, and he's the vice president of a home services company now. I believe that's the last I heard. Um, so. But if you want to catch anything lately on Kurt McKinney, um, I am going to recommend this. Um, this is a plug in a way, but uh, check out Scott Atkins' YouTube channel. He has a show called The Art of Action where he interviews action stars and stunt people. Um, Kurt McKinney appeared on an episode of that, so check that one out. That was just during, it was during the pandemic, so um, I would recommend that. Anyway, that is my big rant on No Regino Surrender, and I hope you all enjoyed it. I know it, I was talking about other stuff here, but... The reason I did that is because I wanted to show that connection between No Retreat, No Surrender and some of these other films that were done um, because I feel it's important. And again, 1986, I mean, this was like the banner year for um, B-movies and underrated films. So anyway, next week, I know there's going to be college students out there getting ready for a big event. Uh, called Spring Break and there is a 1983 comedy with the same title and again this is this is a great film um, 1983 Spring Break directed by Sean S. Cunningham the guy who directed Friday the 13th um, yeah that will be next week's episode and I will explain why that's a movie that needs more love because it is uh, it's a teen comedy but I felt like this is the first this is a precursor to the bromance movie, okay? Seriously. This is like the bromance movie. Um, I'm like the one, I think this is one of the ones that started that bromance thing. But anyway, thank you for tuning in. This is World Film Geek signing out. Have a good weekend.